Hello and welcome to Talk Nerdy to Me. I'm your host, Tessa Cheshire. And uh, today we are talking about one of my favorite humans ever, Zendaya, because she is she's the moment. And she is the main reason that anybody should watch Marvel's Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. They're great movies, but like Zendaya, you know, priorities. Today, I have a very special guest joining me. Abby, would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hello, my name is Abby Cochran, and Tessa, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for being here. Abby is, once again, someone from the SU Theater Department. That is, every time I say that, every time I say that, like, (laughs) I think I've done one episode without somebody from the theater department. Two, I've done two. Yeah. I'm going to have done three next week, yeah. but... There's a lot of us. <laughs> there's a lot of us. And for the topic that this podcast is about, which is, you know, TV and film and music, theater people are a good, like, group to source podcast guests yeah. from. You know, all things considered. Yeah. That's a good, like, selection of people. I'm never going to run out of people <laughs> to talk to about this kind of stuff. Yes. Okay, so today we're going to talk about... The MCU version of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, the love of my life. Platonically, I'm a lesbian. Um, <laughs> but listen, I love him. Yeah. He's just a little guy. Yeah. And Abby is just a huge Marvel fan. I very much am. <laughs> fan. What's your favorite Marvel movie, would you say? Oh, just in general, if um, you have one, because there's a lot. There but. is a lot. I have always loved Black Panther. I mm. thought that movie just culturally was gorgeous and like there is nothing wrong with that movie at all and the new one came out and i definitely cried sobbed threw up a little bit yeah it was so amazing well angela bassett true perfect i mean she's the first gosh acting nominee in the oscars for a marvel movie i think Uh uh-huh which is i deserved because she if anyone was going to be nominated for an oscar for a marvel movie be the first person to do it I'm very glad it was her. Me too. She's also one of like the highest paid actresses in TV right now. Really? That yeah, is so cool. Yeah, on 911, I think she's like the highest paid woman of color on that TV is right now, which is amazing. A slay. Well deserved. And Angela Bessett, if you ever hear this, I I love you so so much. <laughs> I would let her adopt me. Yeah. Same. I love <laughs> my my mom. Yeah. I love my parents. <laughs> I would let Angela Bassett adopt me in yeah. a second. That's how I feel about Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, father. <laughs> yeah, I think I just generally prefer women. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's fair. I, I don't know. Like, I remember seeing Iron Man at a very young age and being like, there is something about this universe that is so different and unlike anything i'd ever like seen before because you know you have like little kid superhero shows like powerpuff girls i watched that religiously as a child powerpuff Powerpuff girls Girls was my superhero awakening and i remember like that term superhero awakening (laughs) yeah and i remember finally getting into the mcu i didn't really want to get into it for the longest time because i was like oh this is a boy it's not a boy thing or like it's not gendered at all which i love and I finally was like, okay, this is something that I'm really connecting to, and I love it. And it all started with Iron Man. And I was like, aha, you you and me would vibe. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I didn't get into the MCU for a while because mm-hmm. 
when I was a kid, I was very like skittish about like loud noises. I yeah. get really overstimulated by loud noises and a lot of light, and mm-hmm. that is like every Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I like I remember trying to watch Thor when I was little, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's it. Nope, no Marvel yeah. for me. It was just too much light and sound. It was loud. Um, and I got back into, not back into it, because I wasn't into mm-hmm. it in the first place, but I got into it in, like, high school. And mm-hmm. now I've seen, I haven't seen the, a couple of the most recent movies just because I've been so busy. Yeah. But I've seen some of them. Most of them. What's the most recent one that you've seen? I saw Black Panther. Okay. But I haven't seen, like, Multiverse of Madness yet. And I haven't seen, uh. um, <laughs> and then before that, the only one I've seen before that was, um... No Way Home. Oh, okay, gotcha. And then I, I've seen, I saw WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier, but I haven't watched Loki or Hawkeye okay. yet, just because I've been. Yeah. I don't have time. <laughs> yeah, the TV series, I'm kind of have mixed feelings about a couple of them, like WandaVision and Loki took me a hot second to get into What If I never really got into Oh, that I did much. watch What If, I think. The episode with T'Challa did make me cry, because that was, that was the last time yeah. we heard Chadwick Boseman's voice. R.I.P. And that was, yeah, that was the only episode I really, like, genuinely liked from What If. But Falcon and Winter Soldier, I loved because well, I'm a Bucky Barnes diehard. Oh, I'm a Sam Wilson diehard. Really? I love Sam. He's Stop. my favorite Marvel hero. That's amazing. But now I'm, people are like, who's your favorite Marvel hero? And I have to specify because mm-hmm. he's Captain America. But he's He is Captain not, America. Yeah. But if you say Captain America, people Everyone's think like, oh, Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers. So I just say Sam Wilson. Yeah. Because if I say, and I totally get like yeah. Steve Rogers was Captain America for so long, and even though Sam Wilson is Captain America now, now. when you say Captain America, people's minds yeah, go like Steve. The and yeah. I love Steve, but I'm a Sam girly. That's fair. Like Sam's fun. I love him. Through. I just felt like his values were really important, mm-hmm. and I felt like his storyline in Falcon and the Winter Soldier was really important oh, yeah. of him like not wanting to accept the title of. Uh-huh. Captain America and then realizing how important it was for him to be Captain America. Anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> we're gonna talk about Spider Man because yes. I figured if we tried to talk about the entirety of the MCU that would take we a would while. be here forever and I would miss the last day of Antigone rehearsal before tech. And that would be really bad. That's rough, buddy. Um, because I'm stage managing and they kinda Ooh. they kinda oh, yeah, that's right. need me for that. Um so we're gonna just specifically talk about Spider Man. And I think we could d- bring in moments from other like Avengers films yeah. that he's in, but more focusing on yeah, the for sure. Homecoming, <laughs> No Way Home, Far From Home. Yeah, I did those out of order, but you know what I mean. Yes. <laughs> um, all I'm saying is <sighs> Zendaya. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, That's it. That's the tweet. At my core, I am a Zendaya fangirl. I love I her. watched her on like Shake It Up on <laughs> Disney Channel. I never saw Shake It Up. I was, I, my, well, I wasn't allowed to eventually, but I, I watched it when it like it. started and then my mom thought they were annoying, so she wouldn't let me watch it anymore. <laughs> That's but funny. But I, I was, I was a Zendaya girly mm-hmm. from day one. Yeah. I remember watching her in Casey Undercover. Mm, so, cause I like also, I didn't yeah. get into Disney Channel stuff till I was a little older, just cause, and I, cause I mostly watched, I have all brothers, so I would watch like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Transformers, what other little like, like quote-unquote boy shows there are i would watch those with them uh like pokemon and stuff i was like the pokemon mafia boss because of that (laughs) that (laughs) makes sense but yeah i i do love zendaya so so much 
Yeah. She's just so talented. Anyway. Well, and I think, obviously, she and Tom Holland are together in real life. That's, like, the only celebrity couple I, like, approve of nowadays is her. Ryan Reynolds and, and Blake Lively. True, 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 true. And Taylor Swift and Joe Alwyn. I oh, was like, yeah. Mother. Um, I mean, there are others, but those yeah, are the, like, the f- ones that come to mind. Oh, yeah. Those are, like, the most well-known, like, well-loved, yeah. healthy um, I also, the other couple that I would campaign for being part of that list is Jensen and Daniil Ackles. True. I'm Okay, I started watching Supernatural, and then I got scared and I stopped <laughs> watching it. Um, I, I got to, like, episode four of season one. I was like, this is scary. Season one's a lot scarier than the rest of really? the season. Really? Okay. And there's an episode in season two that scared the crap out of me. I'm just um, weak. <laughs> but it's a... I will watch it with you, literally. Okay, let's do it. Like, I'm I here. will rewatch it. Um, it's a show forward. that very much, like, got too big for its own shoes. That, yeah. But like a lot of it has, like, that. the later seasons have a lot of really good episodes. They just also have a lot of... Mm-mm. Yeah. Episodes. Anyways, anyway. Supernatural is also not what we're talking about. But yeah, Zendaya <laughs> and Tom Holland. But I, I think them. even without them being together in real life, their on-screen chemistry yeah. is crazy i wasn't sure how i feel about it when i saw them in homecoming because i was like oh isn't she a disney channel star and i never heard of tom holland before and then i saw them on screen in far from home and i was like this chemistry is awesome yeah well and the dynamic in homecoming is so different oh, than yeah. the dynamic in far from home because they're just meeting and, and mj just is very aloof and like doesn't i don't care. know if aloof is really she's the right just kind of like she's kind of apathetic yeah and she doesn't care and she definitely, you can tell, has this, like, little spark mm-hmm. of interest that, like, Peter makes her care yeah. more than she did. Yeah. But she generally is not a super, like, I don't want, she is a caring person, but she's not a super. I feel um, like she's made herself not care as much. She doesn't let people see yeah. that she cares um, until later on in, yeah. the, in the series. I love them. <laughs> did you, how much did you cry when you watched No Way Home? Okay, so the No Way Home is actually a really funny story because my cousin gave me her tickets to go see No Way Home the day before it opened in IMAX. So my brother and I, my brother who's 13, shout out to Scotty for coming with me, um, he and I went to go see it together and I was like crying and he was looking at me like I was a complete psycho <laughs> and he was like it's just it's just Marvel characters I'm like you know but it's just it's so good and uh, that was such an amazing movie yeah. there was a lot to like digest with it but I think Marvel handled it really well kind of not they didn't do that for multiverse they did it for No Way Home yeah but um I saw it with my dad. Yeah. And it was a very similar experience where I was like crying my eyes out mm-hmm. and my dad was like, What is wrong with you? Which was also how it was when we watched Endgame together. I was like crying my oh, eyes yeah. out and he was like, What is wrong <laughs> I saw with Endgame you? Like five times in um, <laughs> And then I saw it again when I got back here. I saw it like over winter break. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was gonna see it and then I got COVID. Well no, Fun. I didn't get COVID. We were exposed to COVID, so we uh-huh. had to have like an at home Christmas. Because one of our friends, Good. like, tested positive and was like, yeah. hey, I just have COVID. And we were like, guess we're not going to the family Christmas. <laughs> but we were going to go see it, like, mm-hmm. the next, like, the day after Christmas on Boxing Day, I think. So we had to wait. But I saw it, like, towards the end of winter break. Gotcha. Last, I guess it was technically two years ago now. Because last that's year so was weird. 2022. But, you know, Christmas yeah. last year. Because Christmas, anyways, that's, Christmas. time is weird. Christmas of 2021. <laughs> um, and then when I got back here 
for spring semester of 2022, I saw it again with a friend okay. and I cried again. Yeah. And I'm not typically like once I've seen something and I've cried over it once, I don't cry over it again. Yeah. Um, and there are like there have been three exceptions to that. One mm. is the quarterback episode of Glee. <laughs> Um, because they were really oh, actually Glee. grieving their cast member who died yeah. in that episode. So it makes me cry every... I've seen it yeah. several times because I've rewatched Glee a lot of times. I haven't seen Glee since I was in middle school. Um, <laughs> I most recently rewatched it in its entirety, like, over the summer. Yeah. So I'm a Gotta huge Glee. Um, <laughs> but I've cried every time I've seen that episode. Yeah. Um, everything, everywhere, all at once. I have, like, seen bits of it. It's so But phenomenal. I've heard it's amazing. I've seen it three times. I've cried every time i'll probably cry next time yeah and the two times that i saw no way home are like yeah. the, that I can, i'm sure there have been other things that made me cry mm-hmm. more than once but like yeah that's it gotcha other than like live theater because mm-hmm. i can see the same piece of live theater like a million times and cry over it because it's so different when it's like in oh, front yeah. of you but of like movie theater or tv those are the three that i can specifically mm-hmm. think of that I cried yeah. more than once while watching it because the acting, they just all sold it so much. And and by all, I mean um, Tom Holland. And oh, he's amazing. It's so good. I mean, just all of the Peter Parkers and Ned and MJ, mm-hmm. all of their performances. The scene that, like, really broke me was the scene where after Aunt May dies and they're no. all talking about, like, why he should go on. Yeah. And they're talking about the people they lost and toby toby's peter is talking about losing uncle, uncle ben, ben and andrew's peter's talking about losing gwen and being oh, no. like she was my mj oh, no. and tom's peter is crying because aunt may just yeah. died <laughs> um and they were all like in tears and zendaya was there <laughs> and you're like and i was just looking at her the whole time i mean a little bit but that's she fair. was also emotional that's fair and like i think that combined like force of emotion mm-hmm. like got me and then i kind of didn't stop crying until yeah. the end of the movie i didn't think they were gonna kill aunt may i was like oh they're just gonna like i thought so. maim or seriously injure <laughs> i i'm kind of pessimistic about watching media I'm I'm an optimist. Mm, I'm a realist in real life. Yeah, in my um, brain, I think I was like, they're gonna. Kill I'm a her. cautious optimist in real yeah, life. But when I'm fair. watching a movie or a TV show, I always go in with like the worst expectations possible. I'm like, they're gonna kill MJ and they're gonna kill Aunt May. I actually only really thought they were gonna kill Aunt May, but I was like, mm-hmm. I go in with like the worst expectations possible. I was so scared they were gonna kill MJ because I, I remember seeing the trailer and they had her fall off the, yeah. the scaffolding and I was oh, like, no, 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 no. But that moment in the movie. Of having Andrews <laughs> Peter get to catch her was I. I remember the. Th- I distinctly remember the theater like going nuts. It was like 150 people. We went. Oh, because you ballistic. had. Yeah, there was a ton island. of people when I it went because it was like after insane. the hay day. Yeah, it was crazy and it was just so amazing to watch. And then we all were like, "No, Andrew, baby." What was the theater's reaction to Toby and Andrew? Because we they went crazy. Yeah, I did too. Because. My brother was not old enough to remember when, like, even I wasn't old enough to remember when Toby was the, the Spider-Man, because that was, like, what, 2003? I don't know how long ago that was. I was very small when those were big. But I remember being, like, sentient when Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man movies came out. And I haven't seen the second one in a while of his Spider-Man, but 
I remember. 2002. Yeah, that's when was I was Toby's. born. Yeah, me too. So, yeah, I I wasn't I actually really still haven't seen Toby's Spider-Man. They're on Netflix, I think. I just simply don't have time. <laughs> it's all good, but um, yeah, it's it's very 2000y. Like it's very like not the oh, best I'm effects, sure. but I've it's seen like good bits and pieces because when I lived in the dorms, mm-hmm. there was like a group of people watching it one time when I was like in there cooking, yeah. but I wasn't really paying attention. I was like, oh, Tobey Maguire. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. He, I think the Green Goblin that we see in that Spider-Man is vastly different than the one we saw in No Way Home. Like Willem Dafoe had time to let him simmer. <laughs> he was like, I've been thinking about this for a while. Oh yeah, well, and he did, he did his own stunts. Right? I know, and this Which man is, crazy, is like because he's old. <laughs> yeah, but he they were gonna get someone to do and his he stunts, was like, and I he won't was like, do it. no, I'm gonna do it myself. Which, Which is, is amazing, and I'd be like, no, 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 get someone to do stunts. I have two left feet on a normal day. So he he's 67 now, which means it came out about a year ago. Yeah, and they had to film it in advance for that. Yeah. So he was probably 65 ish, depending on when his birthday is. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. he was 66 when the movie came out, I think. Okay, so early 60s, probably. But so, still. But like, so he was probably like 65 ish. Yeah. Around 65, give or take a year. Yeah. Um, when he filmed it. And he did his own stunts, which is bonkers. I know. He's amazing. I, oh my gosh. I couldn't do my own stunts now. Same. <laughs> like, ugh. Yeah. Even, like, even if I was, like, fully physically healthy and didn't almost pass out every time I stand mm-hmm. up, which I do, like, I still could not do my own stunts now. Yeah. It's crazy Same, because I have anemia, so yeah. I stand up and I get dizzy, too. <laughs> We're fist bumping and shaking hands and doing all the things. Yeah. yeah a handshake <laughs> going into a fist bump is what happened. I, my newest... It's not really new, but I love shaking people's hands when we yeah. have something in common. I think it's funny. Just like a firm, like, once up like, and down handshake. I, yeah. um, you know who I want to give a firm once up and down handshake to? Who? Happy. The man. I love Happy. I love him. John Favreau, I always forget that he, like, like produced and wrote Iron Man. And he was, like, the director of it. And he did that for, what, Mandalorian and yeah. so many other things. But Happy's just a little guy. He's just a guy. I love that you put himself in there, though. Yeah. It makes me so happy. Well, and <sighs> his role in um, all three of the Spider-Man movies, I think, was so funny because he starts funny. as this, like, totally reluctant, like, ugh, Tony <laughs> is, like, sicking me, me on this literal 15-year-old child. I don't want to <laughs> be here. Why is this happening to me? I guess I'll deal with it. Yeah. I'll take care of him. But I'm going to complain about it and be, like, kind of a dick to the kid. <laughs> and then by the end of No Way Home, before everyone forgets yeah. about Peter, but, you know, by yeah. the middle like, of No Way Home, they have, like, a positive working relationship and, like, a personal friendship relationship. And uh, you were kind of dating my aunt relationship. Yeah. But that's a whole other thing. A whole other thing. I realized that the last thing that Happy said before he forgot about peter was to run after 
J. Jonah Jameson just sicked his reporters on him and Happy got arrested and That makes me feel insane. I know. I I don't think I like that you just told I'm me sorry. This information. How good are you? I'm sorry. That is that was the last thing he said and I was like, uh, no. That is life ruining. <laughs> I'm sorry. What the heck? I'm what? upset. That was upsetting. How could you do that yeah. to me? The that was rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anyway, on a happier note, I loved Doctor Strange though in No Way Home, and then they ruined him in Multiverse of Madness. I'm I like, haven't he seen just, Multiverse of Madness. He just—it was basically the same kind of arrogance that he had in the first Doctor Strange, and I'm like, so have they you undid learned? his? They undeveloped his character. Yeah, that's weird. Like, Jojo, have you learned nothing? <laughs> yeah, that's weird. I don't like that. But yeah. he was well. He has a similar kind of vibe as Happy, I think, mm-hmm. with his relationship with Peter. Is that like Peter shows up in Infinity War? And Strange is like, why is there, is a, there child? a child here? Well, and I think he also has some like level of judgment for mm-hmm. Tony letting a child, a child be part of this and fight. Space grape. <laughs> or even that he's like been allowed to fight at all because yeah. he's a kid, which I totally understand. Like, I love the movies, but damn, Peter deserved to just be a kid. I feel that way about a lot of media where there are, like, children, crime fighters, or yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm like just like Harry them. Potter, and you're like, give this child a hug and a break. Yeah, or, like, there's a there's a character in the later seasons of Supernatural who's, like, mm-hmm. born super developed in, like, a, gotcha. the body of, like, a 17 to 19-year-old, yeah. but is, like, a baby, and he's immediately, like, hunting monsters. And I'm like, and you're like oh. he was literally born last episode. Let him be a baby. Percy Jackson. He's a baby. Um, yeah. Anyway. But... I thought um, I felt great. like Doctor Strange felt that way mm-hmm. about the fact Peter. that Peter was fighting. Yeah, but also was like this kid is so annoying because mm-hmm. P- I love Peter Parker, but he's so annoying. He's, he's so oh, like I would be friends with him. Best. Like I would oh, love I would him. Be friends with him. But I also so, he'd be one of those friends where occasionally I'm like I gotta go be by myself now. You know what yeah. I mean? Like. That's- yeah. <laughs> I I would love him. I would hang out with him, but I'd 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 go home at the end of the day and be like, like wow. I need to fully recharge my social battery after That's that. That's fair. Um, yeah. I he's just feels like one of those people, but in like the best way. Like I would still love him and hang mm-hmm. out with him and like think he deserves all of the happiness in the world. Yeah. I just also would probably be pretty tired. Yeah. <laughs> I I love him. I love him and Ned. My first ever like basic cosplay was at Comic-Con in 2019 where Tom Holland actually came to FanX and I met him. That's so cool. I have a picture of him. I'll find it. But first of all, this man smells amazing. And second of all, so it was my friend got me tickets to go see him for my birthday. Mm. We have like birthdays four days apart. Oh, that's cool. And so she was like, we're going to meet Tom Holland. And I was so excited. I can't find it. Where is it? But... Yeah, we went as Peter and Ned, and he was like, oh, Peter and Ned. Like, he recognized us. That's really cute. about fainted in this poor man's arms. <laughs> but he's, everyone out there can rest assured knowing that he is one of the nicest people ever, and he's so gracious. Yeah. And I just, I love that he is, like, friends with the people that he acts with. Like, that's the best part of acting, I think, is being friends with the people you work with. Yeah, that's totally, I love when you find an actor who, and obviously, we don't know them personally. Who yeah. knows? Maybe secretly Tom Holland is a huge jerk, but like, I love when you see a celebrity who seems like a real person. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes celebrities feel like they are figures in a wax museum, you know. Um, Not necessarily 
through fault of their own, but sometimes through fault of their yeah. own. Yeah. But like they seem like they're not real people and mm-hmm. they seem like they are characters on a screen, which can be dangerous, but yeah. um I love when they're but it's also it also can be dangerous when a celebrity just seems human because then people will have parasocial relationships. But mm-hmm. that's just because of celebrity culture, and that's a yeah. whole other topic. But I love when a celebrity seems like a real person. Yeah, he was very nice with like a real personality and real relationships with the people that they work with. Mm-hmm. Like I can't imagine going to work and not having like friends there. Friends, which I guess happens sometimes in like typical jobs, but normally yeah. you go to work, and even if there are people you don't like there, like. You, they're your yeah. work friends. They're not just people you yeah. work with. Um, some of them are. Lord knows yeah. some of them are. But <laughs> but that is definitely something that I really like about Tom Holland. And a lot mm-hmm. of, not all of, but a lot of the MCU like crew, definitely not yeah. all of them. Some of them don't feel like real people to me. Yeah. Um, but I think being in part of like part of such a huge franchise franchise can automatically lend you to not feeling like a real person. Mm -hmm. But I think that that is a testament to like Tom Holland's personality and how he has managed being a celebrity. Yeah. That even though he is also just like Like, all of these other people, a huge part of this huge, you know, thing movie franchise, he feels like a real person. Mm hmm. Yeah. He was really sweet, but yeah, I didn't go to his interview, but he felt like very real like very honest and yeah genuine and maybe that was acting i don't know i mean they are actors first and foremost but (laughs) yeah Yeah. but i love watching like the bloopers of them filming stuff and just that's that's one of my favorite things yeah well and he's his interviews are so funny they are funny i love the puppy interview that's like my dream is to do the puppy interview well i swear at this point it's got to be a marketing tactic for marvel to Mm -hmm. tell him things and like kind of hope he accidentally (laughs) spoils it i know like i feel like they've got to at this point be like well we know tom is going to spoil something so let's feed him information that would be good press for it to be spoiled Mm -hmm. because there are definitely things that they would not want him to spoil yeah But there are totally things that would be, like, non-harmful spoilers that would generate press buzz. Because that is what has happened with a lot of Marvel things he's in. Spider-Man's in space. You're like, oh, good. You're like, I don't know how Spider-Man gets in space, but that's not, like, a huge plot giveaway. Mm -hmm. And it gets people talking about, like, Tom Holland spoiled something again. Yeah. Um, Like, there's a difference between Tom Holland accidentally telling people Spider-Man is in space and Mark Ruffalo accidentally (laughs) live-streaming the first, like hour of thor ragnarok from oh his pocket gosh. that's the best thor in my opinion oh the first two were fine but taika sure. Waititi knows how to make a stellar knows how movie. To make a movie that man. for sure a slay um yeah that movie is definitely the best i haven't yeah. seen the newest one it's, but it's not as good it's still good it's funny and it's sweet i thought christian bale scared the crap out of me as gore the god butcher but ragnarok takes the the trophy i mean yeah i i haven't well i haven't seen the fourth one yet but yeah I feel like it's, it's just, It wasn't as bad as I expected it to be with how Phase 4 is going. Ragnarok is probably one of my favorite MCU movies. It's same. Like, um, that era is just so much fun. I love Ragnarok. I love Black Panther. Uh, and I, I love the funny ones, I think. Yeah. I love Ant-Man and Guardians. I'm so excited for the new Ant-Man. I love Scott Lang. I love him. I realize that Quantumania literally has Ant-Man in the name, like, from the internet, like quant a mania i'm like wait a minute yeah that was quant a man yeah just really emphasizing the ant yeah. man in there for, for people listening at home <laughs> quantamania i'm gonna start calling it that unironically i'll be in class and i'll be like hey you want to go see ant man quantamania I'll together go see it with you. 
we'll put together a group out of like Peter's class or something. <laughs> we just take the entirety of Peter's yeah. class, including Peter, <laughs> to see Ant-Man Quantumania. I mean, and we make Peter like, doesn't he have like a costume of him as Tony Stark? He might. I think he said that in class and I was like, We should make Peter dissect the acting choices in Ant-Man Quantumania. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would like them very much because he's very critical of like mainstream TV and yeah, movie Yeah, which acting. is fair and understandable. I mean, yeah. But, I don't Like, the best movie I've seen recently wasn't even with real people. It was Puss in Boots. <laughs> and it was so good. I've heard that it was really good. It was good. I'm but... sure I'll see it at some point. I The best movie I've seen yeah. recently was Everything Everywhere All at Once. Mm-hmm. Um, I see you that. are going... You have to watch it. I will watch it. It made me cry my eyes out. Yeah. But it also, like... I'm gonna... This is a quote that somebody told me when I was interviewing them about a show uh-huh. um, for an article I was writing. But they said it breaks your heart but mends your soul yeah. about um, Henry V last year. Oh. And, um, Crazy. I feel like that applies to everything everywhere all at once. Interesting. I will put that in my pocket. Like it made me feel so good but also so bad. Me with no way home. Yeah. yeah. Although everything everywhere all at once has like more feel-good vibes than no way yeah. home no way home has this horrible i mean it's like a gut-wrenching kind of vibe it's a but story it's like, like storytelling wise it's mm-hmm. a really good ending yeah. i think that it's like it worked really really well it was such a good movie but it's horrible in the sense that it made me feel yeah terrible that's the thing i liked i like about marvel is that they're not afraid to let the villains win sometimes or even the heroes maybe not the, the villains don't win yeah because the, the villains heroes still the loses. villains lost but so did the hero, the hero. And I think that's what I loved about watching Peter's journey, because Homecoming and Far From Home are basically the same plot. It's just Far From Home's in England, which I remember going to England last May and being like, there's Tower Bridge. Where's Peter Parker and Jake Gyllenhaal? Ugh. I'm a Taylor Swift fan. I'm sorry, Jake I'm Gyllenhaal. also a Taylor Swift fan, although I think he's actually not He's not as bad as yeah. people. Anyway. Listen, when <laughs> your option, when your, Taylor Swift's ex is also John Mayer, I don't listen to John Mayer. Well, no, me neither, but he's worse. That's true. That's true. Because of what he has done and his habits. I don't know much about him. He, like, has continued to date concerningly young people, I'm pretty sure. Mm. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on that. But, like, I think that's true. Semi-problematic. Well, and he dated her when she was 19 and he was, like, 30. Yeah. Like, how old are you? I'm 20. You're 20. We're both 20. But, okay, we were both recently because yeah. oh our birthdays are really close to each when's other when's your birthday we're both virgos aren't we yeah yeah september 10th i'm september 8th yeah we're well, that's I think we've so discussed crazy this before. maybe but, we haven't um, a few months ago uh-huh. five four however many months ago we don't stand john mayer in this household and i'm pretty sure he pursued her yeah. very heavily anyway team taylor swift i get to see her in march and i'm excited i get to see her in july Ooh, i love her i gotta like pick out my outfit but Petition for Taylor Swift to enter the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think that'd be so funny. I, just I, for me. I would enjoy that, actually. They had Megan the Stallion and She-Hulk, and I was like... I haven't seen She-Hulk, She-Hulk was Hulk, actually really good. I've heard like, just good for me, about it. People, some people, like the dude bros, were like, it's not funny. It's just, like, feminist crap. And I'm like, but it's funny. Because it's well, what I, I experienced as a woman. Respectfully, I don't really trust dude bros with their I know, opinion about same. a female-centric And it's, like, about superhero. dude bros. Thing, yeah, because dude bros are the exact genre of people who are going to be upset that a superhero movie or TV show is female centric. I know, and you're like, well, the superhero is female, so 
what do you want us to do? The dude bros are the exact same people who watch The Boys and totally miss that I've they are the people. The it's, it's really good. I need to watch it. It's really, really graphic and gory. Uh, and whatever. like, uh, yeah, people like explode and oh, good. get like lasered. It's like if so, you know, and they do address this in, in the MCU. Yeah, that's like the whole plot of like Civil War. But it's like the real life repercussions of there being superheroes but on like yeah. a totally different scale where it's like they the dumb it down a lot totally get away with everything because mm-hmm. they're managed by like a super corporation yeah is like the the kind of yeah uh, like premise the, of the, the boys sokovia accords kind of thing yeah but like there's no sokovia accords interesting the like superheroes DC. just get away with everything that's so weird that's kind of how i feel like the difference between dc and marvel is marvel superheroes like stuff gets fixed but you don't really see it get fixed in dc they're like they're like superman's like can i have permission to break this window please yeah shout out to henry cavill i'm in love with you that's all (laughs) i'm i'm more of a batman girly i i love the new batman comic batman that's yeah and wayne family adventures batman i haven't seen that it's a comic oh it's a comic it's a webtoon it's really cute it's because batman has all those kids Oh, um, and it's like they it has like superhero stuff and yeah. like them going on missions, but it's like their domestic home life, but like as a family of superheroes, <laughs> and it's so cute. There's a Spider-Man um, comic kind of I can't remember what it's called, but I have a couple copies of issues at my house in Salt Lake, and it's like about Peter, May, MJ, and their daughter. Oh, what's her name? I can't remember her name. It's like I think it's May. And she has, like, spider powers, too, and she's a cute little redhead, and Peter, like, teaches at her school, and it's so cute. That is really cute. Um, But, yeah, because Bruce Wayne, obviously, he adopts Dick Grayson, Grayson, um, and and then Damien mm -hmm. Wayne is his biological child. Um, I need to learn more about, like, the Batman lore, because I don't know a ton about it. There's also, like, Tim and Jason. I know Jason. And Steph and Cass. Sir. Who are, like, all unofficially adopted as his... Ch- well, not Steph. Cass is. Mm-hmm. Steph doesn't live with them. She's, like, Tim's best friend. Yeah. Um, and they, like, briefly kind of dated a little bit. Okay. But now Tim has a boyfriend, Oops. which is a sleigh. He's a bi. Um, but it's, like, a little series. And Duke, who, like, the series starts with Duke moving into mm-hmm. the Batmaner. Um, and he's also a superhero into the Wayne the Wayne Mansion. Yeah. Um, Wayne Manor is really what yeah. it's called. But yeah. The Bat Manor is funnier to me. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but yeah, there's like it comes out every once a week, oh, and there's like seventy episodes of it. Nice. Um, I will look into it. Yeah, it's just on webtoon. It's super nice. cute, and the animations. I mean, the, the like art style is really cute. Oh, that is cute. Um, and Damian Wayne is like, I love him. He's just a little tiny, angry. <laughs> angry because what happens when you're the son of batman and an assassin yeah and you were raised to be an assassin up until the age of like i think he's like six. Oh, good in the beginning of the series it's getting um, shang chi kind of a little bit i loved that movie i thought it was phenomenal i think it's one I, of the best oh, MCU it was movies. so I, thought, I think it won like some kind of award for like best effects or something i don't remember what, effect, what award it but, was but um it was amazing i thought that the well i I am a sucker for a good Asian storyline. Yeah. I'm Asian. Yeah. Um, but that's not the only reason. Like, I love... Yeah, I it's, think it's that representation it is important. Gorgeous. But I think Wenwu was one of the best villains of a Marvel movie mm-hmm. because his... I felt like he was more He's compelling oh, yeah. than a lot of other villains. Not that the other villains weren't, but that his, like, 
he started awful and he had a redemption arc and like really showed that he could get better mm-hmm. and then just threw it all away and it was so interesting how at moments you could totally see his vulnerability oh, and yeah. how he like if i were you were in his shoes and you were hearing your dead wife's voice mm-hmm. like telling you to come save her like what what would you do in that situation yeah. and obviously he handled it wrong <laughs> that's why he's a villain Mm-hmm. But I thought his motives were the most. I'm I'm a sucker for a villain with like motive, like believable motive, believable motive beyond just like I want to take over the world. You're like cool. I would if I could, but I like because he started that. as just an I want to take over the world, and then he fell in love, Which and then so everything got derailed. Yeah. And it's just my. I remember seeing that and watching Shang Chi being like, is that Prince Zuko from Avatar? Because <laughs> it kind of gave the same vibes. Mm-hmm. As the the Fire Nation family that yeah. we know and love, but and I love Shaling, his sister. Yeah, she, and I'm very interested to see what's gonna happen because that with post-credit her scene of, of her, her like running the, the ten, ten rings. rings. Oh, is she evil? Question I don't mark. No. Is she? I feel like she could be if she wanted. Businesswoman? To. Question mark. I'm excited. Is she trying to train the ten rings in like a vigilante type way? We don't know. We'll have we to find know. out. I would love for her to have a villain arc. I think she deserves it. Um, mm-hmm. I loved Katie. Aquafina is so funny. <laughs> You're looking at me like you didn't love Aquafina. I am I'm not. Sorry. I'm not an Aquafina. That's fan, okay. Just in general, not yeah. specifically. I think she did honestly. Yeah. A good job in Shang Chi. I don't love her as a person. That's okay. And I don't love her. Here's the thing. You know how people make jokes about James Corden in like musical yeah. movies. Aquafina is to movie musicals what James Corden. I mean, is to, mm, let me say that again. <laughs> James Corden is to movie musicals what Aquafina is to Asian cinema. Because she's in everything. And mm-hmm. why, why is she in everything? I don't understand. She was almost going to be in everything everywhere all at once. And I simply, like, I cannot, she would not have been believable as yeah. the role that she was, like, originally planning to you haven't seen it but like geez, you gotta, yeah, yeah. You gotta trust me on this one <laughs> trust not have been believable in that role yeah um because i saw her in crazy rich asians and i think like where that like the stakes weren't as high yeah. something like shang chi where it was like she was kind of supposed to be the funny best friend yeah well i also just don't love her as a person yeah that's her I she definitely built her career on doing a black scent mm. which is gotcha bad yeah um i don't think i have to explain to people listening to this podcast why that is yeah bad and if you don't think it's bad what <laughs> respectful yeah. n- disrespectfully actually because <laughs> if you don't think doing a black scent is bad i don't really res- mm-hmm. respect you yeah i mean really like that's not acceptable yeah um and she built her career on it and then kind of made just... a non-apology about yeah. it and has continued the to her apology profit off of stuff like that co-opting yeah. black slang yeah. and terminology and she knows she's doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's an intentional choice. Anyways. Anyways. Yeah. I I thought she was funny. I think it was just maybe the, the direction, but I don't know. Well, I think that she was the right kind of, like, I think other people could have done it. Yeah. I don't think it was necessary to have her in it. But she was the right kind of person and yeah. to be in that role. Mm-hmm. I think all things considered, she was pretty good in Shang-Chi. I just don't like her in general. Yeah. Yeah, but I did love Shang-Chi. I just, I love that they're getting so much representation in Marvel right now. That's what I love. Like, I know Eternals had the first openly, like, gay character, mm-hmm. which I loved. 
I think it was Fastos is his name. I don't yeah. remember much about Eternals, if I'm being honest. Yeah, and he's played by Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. yeah. Um, I saw him in Bullet Train, and he did really good. Yeah. There's definitely, I mean, there's definitely still a long way to go with uh, representation, yeah. but they are I making... I think the start is good. Strides. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And I'm excited to see who else we can bring in. The only thing about Eternals, I mean, it was a little slow. It was very slow. <laughs> but I think it was very much like setting up yeah sure like yeah it was just that standard movie. origin story um, stuff but i love Gemma chan she was really i think good. she's I so like talented her. and so stunning i love her so much mm-hmm. and i i i don't know like i'll watch the next one yeah same i i try to watch all the marvel movies unless it's like i don't know I think i've seen every marvel movie a bunch of times the only one i haven't them. seen is the uh edward norton hulk Oh, same. I of the, like, one. old ones, because yeah. I haven't seen some of the I forgot he was the Hulk, honestly, for a minute there. <laughs> you said Edward Norton, I'm like, who? And then I remembered, oh, the guy from the new Knives Out. <laughs> that was a good movie, too. Um, yeah. Let's I see. love Knives Out. That's that a great really franchise. Good. That is a great franchise. Um, let's back to Spider-Man <laughs> as, like, a closing final note. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to just briefly talk about we we touched on it but just the fact that peter is so young Mm -hmm. and he went from just being a typical kid to being having all of this responsibility in his hands and i know like the famous quote like great power comes great responsibility but i don't think that a 15 year old kid needs to take that level of responsibility Mm -hmm. just because he got bit by a radioactive spider he's 15 yeah i he's small respectfully to uncle ben i disagree with that quote (laughs) I think it's, like, an iconic quote. Yeah. And I agree with it to an extent. Uh-huh. But I think when you're literally 15 years old, you don't need to take on that level of mm-hmm. responsibility just because you have superpowers. I think, honestly, Tony kind of put it on him a little bit because he brought him in for Berlin in Civil War. Yeah. And he was like, you got to pro- you gotta protect this house. And Peter's like, got you, Mr. Stark. Yeah, he was just a little eager to yeah, please, like, I think gifted it was like, kid. Like, if Tony Stark showed up on my doorstep and was like, hey, you want to fight crime? I'd be like, sure. <laughs> Not that I could, because I can't do anything ever, but <laughs> <laughs> I think if a guy with that much influence, and I saw something somewhere where it was like, Peter was the little kid in Iron Man 2 with the Iron Man mask mm-hmm. and little thing, and I think perhaps he did look up to Tony, and I think you know, he was kind of young and he wanted to make a difference. Like, he had these powers and he just, he wanted to make something of himself and he found an opportunity to, opportunity to do that through Tony. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of why just his teenage ambition being like, oh, here's a way for me to do what my soul is telling me I meant to do. And then I think as he got older and he realized, oh, this maybe isn't all it's cracked up to be. He kind of gained some perspective on that. Peter I think, Parker is yeah. like gifted kid burnout to the nth degree. Oh, I'm a gifted kid who is burnt out. We're shaking hands again. Because same. <laughs> but I think that he totally is oh, like yeah. He's like a genius. burnout to the nth degree. He dumpster dies and he builds computers and stuff. Yeah, like, it's crazy. I don't even know how to use my phone on a good day. But like he yeah. totally burns out and I think he becomes disillusioned. Mm-hmm by the end of No Way Home when he's by himself and he's literally lost everything. Mm -hmm. I know. I think 
that's what I think is interesting about the different Spider-Men over the years is like Tobey Maguire's was like senior in high school-ish and like had a job at the end of the series kind of like where he was an adult and so he was like okay whatever but he he wasn't like this child like he was an, an adult and then Andrew Garfield was a little younger but not by too much and then Peter's like I'm a freshman like Homecoming came out and I was the same age as yeah. Peter Parker when I that came out we would be well I guess he got dusted but uh, yeah if that had if Infinity War hadn't happened I think we would be the same age as Peter Parker now like mm-hmm. in 2023 he would be Our 20 age. years old yeah which is so weird that that's where we are like mm-hmm. we're caught up almost because i think it's what april is when endgame happens yeah and then yeah because let's see no way home takes place in the fall because it's back to school and then it ends in christmas time and that's around hawkeye so yeah okay (laughs) get all together but if in a normal world where there were no superpowers and peter parker just Mm -hmm. existed he's our age yeah because now so he's weird. younger than us because of being blipped, but he not is by our much. age. Not by but like, yeah, he's our age. That's so weird. Like you, th- you look back at like I remember being fifteen and being like, oh, I'm an adult. I'm a grown up. No, no, not even like a little even bit. right now. I'm twenty and I'm like I don't feel grown up at all. I need my mom to. Make I call my, my mom every day. Doctor's appointments. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember getting to call under me and like, mom, I'm not going to call you. First day, I'm like, mom. I called mom. my mom like 10 minutes after they left, after the drop. I know. Off I was last crying. year. But, um, and like, Peter doesn't have that kind of thing. Like, Tony is gone. May is gone. Happy's kind of gone, but. Well, no one remembers him. Yeah. He's Which, well and truly <sighs> on his own. Oh, my gosh. And he's like 18. Child ish, because yeah. he's getting to college. Yeah, but. And I think he. he rents an apartment it looks like at the end yeah so i think so he's, he's old enough to have yeah because i don't think you can legally or he forged buy like emancipation he papers forged. or something <laughs> he's i love to see peter parker sitting at his desk forging he's smart <laughs> he, he can do smart. it i just am picturing um, that but yeah so I'm in conclusion excited. peter parker deserved to be a king yeah. do you want to hear my main point yeah do you want to hear my theory about how the next spider-man is going to go um, i will go quickly how quickly very quickly so i think he's gonna i have to get to two minutes two minutes we can do two minutes i think he's gonna like get to college because i guarantee he got into mit because no one remembers him they're like oh this peter parker kid let him in and he's gonna get there and he's gonna be sitting there and i feel like he's gonna meet gwen like that universe is gwen and he's he's, gonna meet felicia hardy he has to do but he has to do the ged instead of actually graduating high school which means he might not get into mit you're right I don't know. Either way, I feel like he's going to meet either Gwen or Felicia Hardy, and I am here for it. Anyway, that's all. I, I'm down for that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Talking Nerdy to Me. You can tune in next week to hear my sister and I talk about our t- childhood TV watching habits. Um, specifically, we might be focusing a little bit on everyone's favorite singing, talking vegetables who teach you about our Lord and Savior. Um, we were VeggieTales kids. <laughs> We were big, big time VeggieTales kids. Nice. Uh, and we're going to talk about that because my sister's going to be here next week. So if you want to hear my sister Anna and I be chaotic at best and c- catastrophic at worst, tune in. Thank you, Abby, for being Thank here. You so much. I, it was so nice to get to talk to you about Spider Man and other things because <laughs> we got a little bit distracted, but that's All what good. happens on this yes. podcast. Um, 
and I will see you all next week. Bye. Bye.